Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. For those of you new to the show, we're studying the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, loosely following the study curriculum of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And today we're going to be in Ether chapters 1 to 2. In the last episode, I gave a bit of an overview of what the Book of Mormon is all about and how it relates back to the Old Testament. The history can be a bit confusing, so go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. All right, so let's jump into the story a bit more now and see how we can relate our lives to Jared, the main character, and his people. So the story starts off with Jared asking his brother, who apparently is the most righteous among them, to go cry unto the Lord, to beg the Lord to not confound their language with the rest of the people, and to lead them to a choice land where they can settle. The Lord hears their prayers and gives them instructions on how to proceed. Quote, Go to... And gather together thy flocks, both male and female, of every kind, and also of the seed of the earth of every kind, and thy families, and also Jared thy brother and his family, and also thy friends and their families, and the friends of Jared and their families. And when thou hast done this, thou shalt go at the head of them down into the valley which is northward. And there will I meet thee, and I will go before thee into a land which is choice above all the lands of the earth." And there will I bless thee and thy seed, and raise up unto me of thy seed a great nation. And thus I will do unto thee, because this long time ye have cried unto me. All right, let's summarize a few things. First, we're going to be hearing a lot about the brother of Jared. He's their intermediary with the Lord, but never actually gets named in the story, so we just affectionately refer to him as the brother of Jared. So the Lord tells the brother of Jared that he's going to lead their clan to a land which is choice above all the lands of the earth and will help the people to prosper into a great nation. The people of Jared were facing a major challenge in their lives. They were being forced to abandon their lives in the city of Babel and set off on a new chapter of their lives into the unknown. But they had faith. They believed that the Lord would guide them to a better life. So they obeyed the will of the Lord, gathered all their flocks and seeds so that they could build a new civilization in the promised land, and then they went down into the valley to meet the Lord. Quote, And it came to pass that when they had come down into the valley of Nimrod, the Lord came down and talked with the brother of Jared. And he was in a cloud, and the brother of Jared saw him not. And it came to pass that the Lord commanded them that they should go forth into the wilderness, yea, into that quarter where there never had man been. And it came to pass that the Lord did go before them and did talk with them as he stood in a cloud and gave directions whither they should travel. And it came to pass that the Lord did bring Jared and his brethren forth, even to that great sea which divideth the lands. And as they came to the sea, they pitched their tents, and they called the name of the place Moriancomer. And they dwelt in tents, and dwelt in tents upon the seashore for the space of four years. So, after bushwhacking through a wilderness that had never been hiked before, which was almost certainly a challenging journey, they finally arrived at the beach. They ended up pitching their tents and lived there for four years. There were probably babies born there, a school set up, maybe some sort of tribal law established. Four years is a long time. And this is where the story gets interesting. Quote, 
And it came to pass at the end of four years that the Lord came again unto the brother of Jared and stood in a cloud and talked with him. And for the space of three hours did the Lord talk with the brother of Jared and chastened him because he remembered not to call upon the name of the Lord, end quote. And after sufficiently chastising the brother of Jared, the Lord then instructs him to build some boats that will carry his people across the great waters to the Americas, which is the land the Lord had prepared for them. So what's going on here? Why did the Lord spend three hours chastening the brother of Jared? The scripture says that he had stopped calling upon the name of the Lord during these four years, presumably. So like you and I, Jared and his people had just gone through a major challenge in their life. And after having to abandon their homes and embark on a tough journey, they caught a break. They arrived at the shore, a nice place to settle down and rest. They got comfortable. They built up their town. They started to enjoy life again. And perhaps because of their good fortune and prosperity in their new beach community, they stopped feeling the need to call on their God as much. They didn't need him as much. I think I can relate to this. As I've gone through periods of uncertainty in my life, serving a mission, choosing a career, moving my family across the country multiple times for jobs, starting new callings at church, I've spent more time calling on God to help direct me through these challenges, to help me be successful, to guide me to my promised land. But now, like Jared, I've spent the last four years near the seashore, literally living here in the Bay Area. I have a good job, a nice house to live in for my family, great weather year-round. I've stopped calling on the Lord as much. Perhaps this is the promised land for us. My family and I could easily just stay here forever. But that's the trap that Jared and his family may have fallen into. They reached a nice place and settled. They didn't have a need to call on God anymore because they had everything they needed. They stopped asking what the Lord's will for them was. They stopped calling on the Lord every day to guide them to the promised land. They may not even have bothered to ask the Lord if this really was the place. Perhaps they just assumed that this seashore was the choice land that they had been promised by the Lord, and so they got complacent. In reality, the Lord had much bigger plans for the Jaredites, and he very likely has much bigger plans for you and I. While some of us may have comfortable lives in what may appear to be the promised land for us, we need to remember to always call on the Lord, to seek to understand what his will for us is. Even if that means packing up, leaving the comfort of our current lives behind, and setting out on the rough seas of the unknown again. The Jaredites had to leave their beach community, build boats, and travel across the ocean to an even greater unknown. They had to trust in the Lord's plan for them, even though they didn't know all the details. As you and I strive to accept our Savior's invitation to follow him today, let's not be afraid of following Christ into the wilderness. Let's trust in the Lord to guide us, not to where we may think we want to be, but to ask him where he wants us to be, even if this may seem to us to be the more difficult path. As Christ prayed to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane, quote, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next time.